Hey everyone, it's Tags. I just wanted to add a quick note to the beginning of this episode. We noticed about 10 minutes in that the gain on Tyler's mic was just a little bit too high, so we made an adjustment. So if you're noticing in the first 10 minutes that besides the annoyingness of his voice, it sounds a little off, just know that at the 10 minute mark, that will all get better. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. This is episode 10. I am one of your hosts, Justin, a.k.a. Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Cool, man. Well, how are you? It's episode 10. We're into double double digits. digits. Yeah. Now, look at that in sync. (laughs) How's life? Uh, Good, good, good. good. Life? Great. Path of Exile? Better. It really is. This is going to be a fun episode. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. How's your build? I switched out uh, whatever it was last week into out of SSF into the the real trade league, and um, playing with Molten Strike. It's awesome. I I came out with a lot of gear, came out with a lot of currency. I think I mentioned to you too. I this this uh, this league has been very easy for me to get currency, which uh, normally I do reasonably well on currency anyway. But this league, it definitely seems like it's a good league for currency. So. Stuff is cheap, especially, I don't know if it's specific to all Melee, mm-hmm. but the the stuff that I wanted was cheap, which is awesome. Yeah. So I didn't have to spend a ton of currency to get them very, very geared up. And now I've been able to push, push into the Atlas. I've, I've, I've fought and destroyed Cyrus. Don't say serious. I saw people talking about that. There's no extra I, so make <laughs> sure you say Cyrus. So Cyrus. Or Cirrus, or I got nothing else. It's impossible to be anything but those two things. Uh, so anyway, I was able to, to <laughs> I was able to fight Cyrus, and um, now I'm just progressing more into collecting watchstones and building up the build a bit. Uh, I think I'm 93 or something like that, and I am totally into this league still. Like, oh, we're going to awesome. talk about some stuff coming up, like with regards to the patches. But yeah, this the, I, it's it's not normal. For us to be no, this far into a league, I don't think you've ever lasted this long. I don't think you've ever lasted this long, even in leagues that you've absolutely loved. Uh, this is this is pretty. Uh, look at look at you. What what is this? December seven, I think, was the league start, and you're January twenty four. So I've I've definitely made leagues further than this. Uh, it's just been a very long time, and Do I've you not. Think you've made a two month mark. You think yeah. you've played for two months? No, it's been a long time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Not in my lifetime. Well. I've been playing since before you were born, so but that's true. I, I I definitely have, but I also this is an, a fun league where I'm actually feeling drive to try new things. I think it's mm-hmm. the end game. I think it's this whole new concept of I yeah, I yeah. I am so I don't normally care about the storyline. Like I know the Path of XL storyline, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit. But um, I actually legitimately cared about. I liked Cyrus's. Can I say Cyrus's? Cirruses, Cirruses, or Cyruses. I liked his storyline. It's probably Sarai. Yeah, I like Sarai's. Uh, I liked his storyline. I like the the context that you get from clicking on his thing after you would fight each of the uh, Watchstone Guardians, and and you know you could yeah. actually click on his thing, especially in the last part. Once you once you get to sort of that first part leading up to Cyrus, I, I loved his little chats, like the the text that you would read and hear him talking. Mm-hmm. So. It's um oh, that's cool. yeah, it's been fun so far. How's yours? Where okay, and so you you also while we were hanging out the other night while playing, you got some of the old guardians too, wasn't it? The Minotaur? 
And they're all beefed up now too, right? Way harder than they used to be, aren't they? Yeah, they were. Uh, the only way I've seen them so far, uh, both uh, uh, w- one of the Elder Guardians and one of the Shaper Guardians was just through Xana. I don't know how else you get them. I assume there's some way to get them, but yeah. I-, I haven't figured that part out yet. Still. so But them. still, I got them. And you I got and what, the Eradicator and the Guardian? Or, and Purifier, the I think. Purifier and the Minotaur. No. The, the, uh, that Cyrus fight is not the easiest and i'm again i think we talked about this a long time ago but i remember mentioning that one of my favorite things about the rate that we play the game which is not like Mm -hmm. insanely all the time every day eight hours a day is when stuff gets all messed up they kind of fix some of that stuff before we get to it so i appreciate that because i don't that cyrus fight was hard enough for me on my very first time doing it and that's post patches that affected that fight so yeah, yeah. that's you're fighting the sissy version of them now. Yeah, and I'm happy to. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy not to take those headaches. So anyway, that's oh, where I'm I at. remember my first shaper battle. It was like I think 20 years after the shaper came out, and uh, I, I it was just I was just panicking, and I died all the time, of course, because I couldn't even see anything. But yeah, no, yeah. that's that's cool. Good for you. It's good. Killing them first show. So I'm gonna ask you, I guess, how your build's going, but you're still not playing in league, so. Not true. I just started two hours ago a raider oh. in league on PC just so we can be friends. Notice oh how God. I didn't start solo cell found? Finally. Notice? Notice well, that? At least you're on PC. That's a start. <laughs> well, I did it only for you. But I'm having a hard time here. See, with um, now this is going, and I apologize for those that don't play my guides or care about my guides so i'll make this as quick as i can but i'm having i i my gameplay always revolves around my guides right i used to have six guides and unfortunately one of them just didn't make the cut with the new uh, improvements to monster and boss defenses in 3.9 and so now i'm down to five guides but i'm still finding in terms of replies and helping people out um five still too almost too much and so I'm having a hard time deciding what they should all... I, I, it used to be that I wanted a minion guide, I wanted a, an energy shield guide, I wanted a dodge and a block, and I want to include a bunch of mechanics, but it's just too many guides to respond to, to actually help people out, to respond only once a week to people that actually have serious questions about mechanics and stuff. It's just not enough. It's not frequent enough. So I tried to narrow it down, and so now I'm, I'm trying to have a guide that's a minion guide, an energy shield or spell guide, a melee, and a bow one. My righteous fire one will be a fun one because righteous fire without needing any gear is just cool and unique. So uh, ironic that I'm saying it's unique without needing uniques, but you know. So it's going to be four or four and a half guides. So I'm having a hard time now because now I have two melee builds and no bow builds. I'm trying to think of a way to twist either my energy shield my uh, it's what is it my cursing vortex my ci vortex build or my raider build into uh into a bow build here so uh, i started uh started a new build but i only i mean i'm still in act one right new build or just new character following one of those guides it's i i changed around my raider that currently the guide is it revolves around maxing dodge chance and being cyclone but with the raider my movement speed is so fast that i can't play it i get nauseous playing it i get stuck in corners that i can't see mm-hmm. i'm needing to stare at the mini map all the time just so that i'm not getting sick mm. 
and a lot of other people can handle it and i'm getting a lot of compliments on it it's fantastic but i can't play it and so that's a problem in terms of being able to change and i'm also finding that it's damages it's not as high as i want it to be it's not bad but it's not as high as i want it to be and so if i I'm trying to make it a bow build, and so I'm looking to see, and I, I revamped the tree. I tried to do ice shot with ballista totem support. I need to do ballista totem support for bows other because I can't aim mm-hmm. with my concussion symptoms. It's just too much, and I'll fall asleep within 10 minutes. <sighs> ballista totem support sucks. It's just so slow, and even if you have five totems, it's... Like it, lay it, lay it, lay it, lay it, and then you're worried about mana regen, not mana leech, when you're on the southeast side of the tree. Have you played many totem builds in the past? Like, did you ever play any any no, totem? No, but if I did, it, I would have been in the top left. I would have been in the northwest side of the tree, and there's a lot more mana regen available there. Sure, it's just that that is literally a you know totem build. Like, lay it, move, yeah. lay it, move. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but the thing is is you're you're not using a spell and AoEs are very different on a bow attack than they are on a spell, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm using Ice Shot right now. I don't know. I don't, I don't really like it, but I'm trying to find a way to reorganize all my guys. So I'm curious maybe what, what other people think. If people feel like commenting on our Twitter account, that'd probably be the easiest way for us to find it, or maybe on one of our Reddit posts. Um what do you think would be a good idea? Right, I'm looking for just having four builds, a minion build, an energy shield and spell build, a melee build and a bow build. And so my raider is likely the one that will get to be changed. But what do you think would be a good skill that has a decent AoE for the really crappy Ballista Totem support? I'm curious. That's all. That's all I have. I'd like to start in the southeast side of the tree, whether, or I mean, just the east side of the tree, whether it's with the trickster or with the uh, raider, but I'd be open for anything. Anyway, I'm just kind of mulling about right now, trying to figure those things out. Now, you can always just make a build and not respond. That's an option. Yeah, but I like to help the new people out. Mm. The stress-free aspect of, you know, like not needing any specific gear and having my builds one button builds like that really appeals to new people and i get a lot of new people asking questions and i'm happy to help so anyway uh if people could let me know what they think would be a good skill only having one active button and that's the ballista totem support what would work well with ballista totem support at the end crickets so anyway, I've been playing on console, and I don't know if any of these uh, issues are console-specific. I think they're more standard-specific, but you know how I play on standard, and uh, I've been extremely excited about the map stash tab getting its conversion back. It's almost like it's been converted since the beginning of the league. It's so exciting. That was in this forget. last patch, uh, 3.9 and yeah, 3.9.2B, right. where... Just kind of thrown the, in there. Dash tab conversion came back for standard players, which is awesome. Now, I play on console. Sometimes there's bugs that are console specific. I was reading on all three platforms, so PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, that when people were converting their maps, they were getting maps that were destroyed. And you were reading or, this sorry, on just were, like... Yeah, just on the on the forum, like on the patch notes, and then people would respond. People were like, my maps are getting destroyed. And some people were saying, well, maybe they don't know what to do with shaped maps, so all your old shaped maps are just getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've been waiting so long. I have like thousands of maps and I just, I just want to have the maps available so that I can just do the content and not worry about missing a map when I'm trying to progress the quest. And I'm, I'm like, 
People were saying what though, like that all of them were being deleted or just a no, large just number? a whole bunch. Just okay. so they'd go from a few thousand to a few hundred. Type Is there a way like, to see how many maps you actually have in in standard? Like, can you see somewhere a, a tally of all of your maps somewhere? Or are, are they? Are you actually? No, no, it's the same. It's just a map stash tab, and so oh, people okay. can see. But then, I, I don't know. Mm. I mean, it could be completely crap. Sure. I don't know. There are some people like there are some crash bugs, for example, on console that people were having, and so I load up three. Uh, I load up two B. Yeah, right. This thing and that you've been waiting this whole time for right. to get this now, conversion. People are getting like they can't, they can't switch characters. They can't even load filters. They can't do anything. There's just crashes everywhere. What'd you do? And so I load it up, and no crashes. Yeah, I play for a little bit, hmm. no crashes, and I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. And it ended up that it was like I play on the original Xbox One, and it ended up that this was only for I think it was the Xbox One X, like the newer versions of the consoles that was having the issue, and it was something that was only in the live realm, which is I, I mean I don't wait get that's it, possible. It was, yeah, there was only an issue that was on the live realm. It didn't happen in any of their testing, and they couldn't even replicate it. At Why GTG. would it be specific to the a different version of the Xbox One? Uh, oh, I oh there's I don't know I don't know the different hardware that they use. Um, and it was only in the live realm and it was actually only on certain realms. So it wasn't even like I, I play on the California realm and it wasn't even on that one as all. Well. So I was kind of confident about being able to convert my stash tabs without issue, but I was still pretty stressed about it, but I figured, okay, we do a podcast. So I'm going to do this for science for the podcast. I'm going to convert. And if I lose a thousand maps, I will hate everything, but because it's for the podcast, I will do it and i clicked and i had the exact same amount of maps per tier right. that i did before and after. so you didn't lose any. <laughs> so if i had 172 t11 maps i had a 172 t11 maps after conversion and i had the exact same amount for every tier across the board so oh, so it, was, was, it worked it was perfect right it exactly was perfect i mean that makes sense you know they they may have taken a little bit of time bringing it out here but i feel like they're feel like they're on the ball you you know why it worked do you want to know why it worked because that guy had an incredible christmas he that guy <laughs> that guy who got to take time off he just had an incredible christmas oh man you christmas i can't wait for next Christmas. what's his name what's the guy's name that does that the xbox or the console stuff do you know uh jeff underscore ggg worked throughout christmas i believe and we kept getting stuff he's kind of like the main guy that messages the console community there's a few of them but wow. he's the one that shows up a lot whoever but fixed he's it. not the map guy right whoever fixed the map guy thing that's what i'm talking about whoever that guy is he, i'm glad he had a good christmas they were told to turn off their phone for the holidays. Probably that's probably what happened. And so, but they, and so I'm should. super excited for this next patch to hit consoles on PC. 3.9.2 C is now out for PC, and I can't wait for Monday when it comes out. Probably for console. Okay, so this this patch is it's literally the whole point of this podcast. Like this <laughs> this episode is the this patch. Like it was, uh, it, it is incredible. It's it it's just quality of life, really. But it is so good. And now, I'm going to get into all of the stuff I love. There's a couple issues that I had, but I love everything. That being said, who cares if it comes out on Monday? You could be playing it on PC right now, like nearly every other. <laughs> I'm in Act POE One player. Okay, right. I am on PC in Act One, so maps. Map tab isn't going to matter for three weeks. So who cares if it comes out on Monday? It's already out on PC. And if you wanted to enjoy this amazing quality of life patch, play on PC. 
then you don't have to cry about it <laughs> anyway uh no this patch was so good like they just they there were so many things that were okay they weren't huge you know what i mean like the stuff that they changed in this patch it wasn't like it was uh game defining it wasn't you know there wasn't a whole lot of like balance type stuff um but oh my god it made the end game so much better and it it kind of it kind of makes sense like you, you have to remember this whole end game is new and it's not just mm-hmm. new for us as players this is new for ggg like this is yeah the, everything's new this whole process is new so you take this entirely different way of managing the atlas and yeah. you, there's going to be some things where you just don't realize hey maybe we should do this maybe we should do that yeah. like maybe this might help players and so by having you know people being able to say like it would be kind of nice if i could see some of this stuff i mean we talked about a lot of the whole back and forth and you, you're really struggling to find out what part of the atlas is complete have i finished this map you know do i what section is this under how do i how do i best manage picking the maps to run without constantly jumping between the atlas my stash and the stash tab the map stash tab and so that the changes they made i mean i'm not even going going to go into like huge detail about each one because they're just there it was a big patch with regards to quality of life stuff these are my favorite patches almost always yeah because this is way more it's they're they're fundamental changes that actually affect how i play the game yeah, and, and it's they're not permanent. So, right. They're permanent. It's like 100% quality of life. That's all this was. I mean, they had some other fixes as well, some bug fixes, but this is one, like, okay, so it can't be 100%, but 98% quality of life. It's the best. Yeah, they did a really good job with it. So I, I love it. I mean, I love that there you can now see very easily, uh, and and it really is totally added to the whole function of the game because now maps literally look different in your sash tabs when you when you mouse over top of them they actually say which region are they part of you can hold oh, so down cool. alt on them and you can see uh what whether you've completed it whether you've got the awakened completion for it like i just love that i think it's awesome you can see in the map stash tab whether it's currently got influence uh you know like and so that to me is cool i can see right from the map tab map stash tab if <laughs> it screws me up yeah, map stash tab uh, i can see who's currently in one of the influenced areas so i know yeah. which maps i can run yeah now oh, it's so good i will say there's one thing that's weird to me and I, I i i can't put my finger on why it's like this if i map sorry if i mouse over a map i can see what region that map is from so mm-hmm. you know you map over this one you see what region it's in and that's yeah. great because then you can easily tell which maps you want to do i don't understand why that same function doesn't work when you mouse over the map icon in the map stash tab now let me sort of explain so what i mean kind of like the folder right so if i open the map stash tab along the top i can see all of the different tiers that i can click between and when i click onto one let's say i click onto tier 11 for example mm-hmm. if i move my mouse over top of the individual actual like legend at the top that is for each of the maps it doesn't tell me i have to click on the map and then mouse over one of my actual maps that i have in the tab to see what region it's part of you have to highlight the actual map um that you've looted one that item you picked up, right? as opposed to just the folder that like if you were doing i, I don't know yeah it's a little weird i'm not sure if that's 
I can't tell if that's an oversight or if that's meant to be so that you maybe don't know what section that maps in until you've, you know, uh, got enough watchstones in there to expose it. Maybe they don't want you. I'm sure it'll get added. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe it's purposefully done that way, but that's Mm. it. That's my only, that's the only thing that I was like, well, and I just noticed it as I played, you know, as I was trying to expand the, the, uh, the influence and different stuff. That was the only thing that really stood out to me. But otherwise, oh my God, I love this patch. I just, oh, it's the best. When I saw the patch notes in our note keeping app that we use for this to discuss what we're going to have, the very first thing I wrote, they fixed screen hopping. And as a console player, for all you console players out there, 3.9.2C. Uh, I mean, you're not going to remember it once it's, you know, 3.10, 3.11, but 3.9.2C is going to save you so much time as a console player as you're trying to progress through the Atlas. It's fantastic. It's so good. Was there, so that was, obviously that was kind of your favorite parts about them too, that is just all of the changes to the Atlas and the maps. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I haven't interacted with it yet because I'm in act one on PC and uh, it hasn't come out for console yet, but they... I, just reading it, it all made perfect sense. And from the screenshots you sent me and from what I saw on Reddit, it's just... And socketing watchstones? Oh, it's so much nicer socketing a watchstone now. It's not like you have to be this micro-clicker that can click in this exact tiny itty-bitty spot, which, like, I I have a big monitor, and when I'm playing on a very high resolution, at that's, that circle is really effing small for me to try and yeah. left-click on it with a mouse. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I, I can't say enough good things about uh, about this patch. It's, it's so far been my favorite and will probably remain my favorite for the rest of this league. Oh, Cam, it's, it's funny how there's, there, there's that patch a month and a half after league release that it's like almost all the major things have been taken care of. And then there's that quality of life patch that just it's the best patch of the league. And this one's especially cool because it's, that quality of life that's going to last as long as this end game lasts. Yeah. So this one's, this one's special. Yeah, no, I, I love it. We, um, we've been asking for feedback um, from everybody and we appreciate everybody that does. And please, if you're one of those listeners that doesn't like feedback and you hate signing in and typing and doing stuff, you just like listening. Don't like just, that's fantastic. Keep on going for those that give us feedback. Uh, we appreciate it. And one of the big things that we've been, getting as feedback is talking more about builds not necessarily our builds but other different ideas or how how we make builds and build mechanics and we are going to get to that there's just been some time sensitive stuff like these um what are they called uh, xalcon videos that we do want to touch on and then these patches that keep coming out has been quite a busy patch uh patch league and so we've been trying to keep up on those so that the conversations about those aren't outdated but we haven't uh, we haven't been ignoring your suggestions and we are going to get to some whether it's this podcast or a future one where it's just about making builds and build mechanics we'll be getting to it so we just want to let you know that we have been listening to your feedback the uh i'm just going to interject and say the positive feedback <laughs> <laughs> that being said i actually don't know yeah. if we've had any negative i don't think so maybe one it was an awesome oh. set of swearing Oh yeah, and it yeah. got deleted from that was, Reddit. That was my favorite. Oh, one. that that was that was fantastic. I was disappointed I didn't even get to respond yet. I was so excited for like a big kumite. Oh man, what what did they say that they would destroy your attempt, even though you had no idea what you were attempting to do to them? Well, he did it because my post got deleted. <laughs> Freaking Reddit. It's all right. It's all anyway, right. so we uh, we've been trying to keep up and just chit chat a little bit about the 
Path of Exile two um, interviews or what are they called the the stage displays, the talks that they were doing on the big stage, and you saw all of these live. Uh, I didn't actually see this one. So today we're going to talk about the one called Storytelling in Poe. I I, I honestly we'll include the link. We'll include the link in the show details. Yeah, if it's not there, go find it on YouTube. But um, <laughs> uh, you go first on this. Jerk. Well, so I. I actually don't know when this one happened. I would have to look back on my thing. The only thing I can think of is there was one day that we bounced out to lunch just because the 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 lineup didn't change. Like there was like there was literally no break. And so we quickly went outside and grabbed some lunch and I might have just been like storytelling. Uh okay. Now your Dasani water bottle was probably full. Yep. Probably. So <laughs> uh okay, so we we have watched storytelling in POE. This is the new one. My my comment is really, really short because now the guy who spoke, I can't remember what his name was. He is so cool. Like, I love that he is who he is because he knows I like I would love to actually sit down with him and just have a beer and talk about the game because I feel like yeah. he he made one comment about how they have some stuff in the vault and they know all the story. I just want that. I just want you to tell me what the hell's happening. And so I think he's awesome. I think the stuff that goes on in his head, I would love to be in there for a little bit to kind of figure out what's actually happening. I was not super into the the interview. It was mm. um I, I liked the question section at the end and I liked understanding what he what he was talking about, you know, with regards to what happens in his head. But the overall just conversation about the storytelling in Path of Exile, it was kind of meh to me. Uh, but who he is and the story, you know, the fact that he is so invested in the storyline, it's really cool. And, you know, sort of hearing how they play out the, the different storylines that come up. And this guy, for people listening, is just, he's, there's two, I, I guess they have a, a bunch of different writers, but there's two main writers that bounce everything off of each other. And so this this guy that was doing the presentation is one of the two. Yeah, so I I really liked who he was, and like I said, I would love to actually sit down and talk to him because there is a lot of the background lore that they just don't tell, and I love that they purposely don't tell. It's actually mm -hmm. one of the things I always liked about Poe, and not this isn't just on the storytelling side, but just in the I love. I think they still do it, but they used to. If they came out with a new unique, they're not telling you. Go find it. Yeah, I love that. I love that they didn't. They don't try to put everything out there. They kind of put it on you to go find it and for the community to 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 look into it. So that was sort of my takeaway. I really like the guy. I really like what he does. He's, I mean, obviously that's very necessary to the game. It just, it was a little dry for me. Hmm. I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the previous one and it was really difficult for me in the episode that we covered for the previous PUE2 video. Uh, it was really difficult for me to narrow down. Uh, this one's just as difficult. I'm I'm opposite of you on this one. So I'll I'll burn through what I really liked. I'm not gonna like summarize the video. For no, everybody. just really I'm quickly, dead. he's gonna go into this, and he, and Tyler's gonna tell us what he loved about this. He has written a book. I think what he's written might be longer than the entire show what or the entire interview was. <laughs> No, okay. My last one was big too, and I and I summarized it. This one I can't really. I I took out a bunch. And There's. I, I, I'm looking at it right now. There's no summary. No, this I, is you chapter book. See how much I took out. This is a chapter book. Talked about. It's in. It's. 
Go for <laughs> it. So anyway, this, it was really cool. This guy's talking about storytelling and every aspect of storytelling, right? So definitely watch the video if you can, if you're interested in lore, because he talks about some of the really cool aspects of like, you want people that are speedrunners and don't care about the story to get some story, right? And you, and there's definitely natural elements that people that just crush the game and just click away from the story. There's definitely a lot of the game that they still get, story-wise right and so there's some really neat things i'll just fly through some of the points some of them are i don't know some of them are some of the things that we really love about the game but we don't know we love about the game okay you know what i mean like for you'll see what i mean like some of them are just very natural points that we don't really realize are in poe but we absolutely love about it and so here's some of the things that i really liked that i'd like to point out to people just in case they never watched the video um, they had a very similar attitude of pride and contentment within the storytelling team that the art team did in the previous video. So, for example, they put tons of effort and tons of time into it, a lot of pride in what they do, but they know that it might be skipped and they design how they write it to be thoroughly enjoyed by someone who reads every word and by somebody who's just going to skip it. So I thought that was pretty neat. Like NPC dialogue options are only going to be available if you've encountered a circumstance or met an NPC. So if you're someone who's flying by, you're not going to click on the individual dialogue options of an NPC. But if you're somebody who goes through and clicks on everything and listens to everything, you're going to go to this NPC, then that one. And then as you encounter a new NPC, then you go back to someone, you'll see there's a new dialogue option. So it's kind of neat. They kind of focus both on reaching new people and veterans in that same way they, they kind of i guess it's not really about new people and veterans like you could have somebody that's played 2000 hours and just start to learn the game that's the kind of game poe is so they kind of focus it on being like slow players like lore readers and then speed players mm-hmm. and so for speed players they have the clickable glyphs that you have throughout the game a lot of them you have to stand around for um what they're going to be doing in the future is they're going to be making them so that there's some where you can click on and the story and the dialogue keeps playing as you keep fighting. They're going to try and improve that and make it so that a lot of their clickable glyphs for lore are going to be that something that you can keep playing through, which is really cool. It, that's actually one of my favorite things because I, I actually love that about the ones that do right now where I can click it. I actually click almost all of them now, hoping that as I start to move away, it'll keep playing. It sucks that a lot of the new Atlas stuff doesn't do that, but I love that, especially because it goes through loads. When they introduced that a bit ago, oh man, yeah. So I'm really excited that they're going to add that. Uh, Speedrunners, some of the ways that they interact with speedrunners for lore and storytelling is the, the boss detail and dialogue, like the things that they say specifically reveal something about who they are and how they're dressed and the type of arena that they're in. So I thought that was kind of cool for him to point out uh, how unique items look and their names, keystone names, and then those cool slogans that they have underneath. They're all very relevant to the lore that they've created. Scarabs as well are a big part of that. So I thought that was kind of cool. So you're getting taste and you're learning about the different types of backgrounds and lore and the different communities that are involved in their exiles and ray class. So I thought that was kind of neat. I. Uh, a POE 2 is going to have hidden rooms 
And so as you're exploring, it's going to be a little bit more of an interactive world. And in some of the places that you're going into, there's going to be hidden rooms or if you're opening a door and they're going to be randomly generated, they're not always going to be there. And in some of those rooms that are only going to show up sometimes, they're going to have glyphs, story tidbit glyphs that you can click on as well. And he's really excited about these. And he says that if people love it, I'm going to put in as many as you want. I'm really excited for it. There's just a plethora of story that I'm dying to put into the game. So I thought that was pretty neat. And you know how in PoE when you're questing, you can click on the individual NPCs and then go do the quest, you know, and you have the quest there in your kind of like your quest log, or you can just go and do it because you know what you're doing and then you come back. I didn't realize this, but they have so many different ways of communicating what the quest is and what you've done. And it's different based on, and how they talk is different based on if you've clicked on them prior or if you found out the quest through a different NPC or if you just went and did the quest and came back. They, they have different dialogue ways of letting you know what happened, even if you didn't do it in a specific order. So I thought that was pretty neat. They do it now, and they're going to do that a lot more later on, too, in PoE 2. They, they mentioned something on a side note. There's a lot of stuff they intentionally try and keep very vague, kind of like my favorite kind of like Dark Souls storytelling. Things are very vague. So for a long time, people have been talking about the Mirror of Kalandra or just who Kalandra is. And at one point, and this is, I mean, Kalandra has been in the game since the dawn of time as, as an item of lore and, and someone to discuss and talk about. At one point, a GGG member answered a question just out of nowhere and referenced Kalandra as she. And they've been making a very specific point to give no detail about Kalandra. And so all of a sudden, people that paid attention to lore just exploded, like, Kalandra's a she? And, I, like, to people that don't care about it, that's not a big deal, but that was, that was neat to see the amount of effort that GGG puts into some of these things. You know what I mean? To try and keep things as vague and as interesting as possible. I thought that was kind of neat. Know what I mean? Yep, totally. Sweet. I'm glad you're really into this. Almost done. I am. No, I am. I am. Um, okay. It's like yeah, I'm listening yeah. to it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a neat point that they brought up. When people are going really slow and listening to lore, he finds just, you know, through Reddit and other things that the, the they are very interested in their favorite bosses are much different than people that speed run through the game. Sure. Like people that speed run through the game in the old version of the game anyway, they were doing like Shaper and Elder over and over and over. So they were really into Xana, they were really into that interaction. But people that are really into the lore and would go slower, they're they're more into like, um, what's his name? Not um, Doreso and Izaro. Izaro, yeah. Right? Like they're really into them because they have such a deep narrative associated in the game. And there's a lot of interaction with them and the background. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, and they're going to continue with it, that there's no narrator, right? It's just the world that's telling you the story. And there's no backtracking either. You know what I mean? Like one thing I love about Path of Exile is you don't have to go back to it, except for one quest. You have to go back to Act 1 to get your skill point. But besides that, there's no backtracking in the game. You just keep going forward and forward and improving and getting harder and harder. And I, I really like that. There's one thing, I mean, we and almost everyone else really dislike synthesis, but apparently that was a huge league for lore. I felt bad for him, actually, where he talks about, even jokes about, I know it wasn't really well received, but it was my favorite <laughs> for writing. Well, I mean, at least he has the, the benefit of just being the lore writer. and guide writer, yep. and it was the gameplay mm-hmm. that messed it sure. up. That's not really something 
can do much about. But the main NPC in there, Venarius, well, I guess you don't know it at the beginning, but he has memory problems, right? And the whole thing of synthesis was trying to get through and help him find his memory, right? Which was cool in the beginning, yep. Yeah, and so you have no idea if he's good or bad or what. But if you played through the story of Synthesis, you help him remember that his name is Venus. I think I'm saying that right. He was a High Templar, and eventually you learn that he actually, as the High Templar, freed the Elder, which ended up dooming Xana's father to be the Shaper. Like, there's some really cool aspects to all the different things that they do, and that kind of, he was saying that League story can always interact with the core game story but the core game story can never refer to league story right so that they can always keep the game going without having to keep a league right yeah and i thought that was i mean smart yeah it makes sense once it's said but it was kind of neat to hear that is smart oh yeah one one neat thing and i'm starting to really notice this since playing and watching the video but there's Kind of like two unintentional story. Well, I guess it always has to be intentional. But as a video game, there's a character story and a player story in a way. Like there's your character. Like let's say you're starting as a chieftain, right? And there's what your character has. And there's their background and their history and what they're fighting for. But then there's the player story. And that's you and me and what we learn about it. And so they have two different storylines that have to go along and interact at the same pace at the same way. You know what I mean? Because we remember, and now we're going to remember the Templar story. We're going to remember the Chieftain story. We're going to know about Xana, and we're going to know about Sirius, right? That's his name, Sirius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's kind of neat, because you have those two different storylines, what, what you're learning, and then what your character always has. I thought that was kind of a neat thing to consider as you're going through. Anyway, that was it. That's basically it. There's a couple other points, but I just thought those were really neat things to to think about. I just, I don't know, like they've been so secret about the mirror of Calandra and who Calandra is for so long that it was almost terrifying for him that they revealed that she was a she. That's so cool. (laughs) They need to do more of that. Accidentally. Uh, I'm sure that there's tons. He said there was. He said, I've got a vault. Anyway, I didn't mean to take so long, but I thought that was really cool, even though you didn't like it. I thought it was a really cool video. It just was dry. I love the stuff he talks about, and I think he's awesome. It just was a little on the dry side. And also, this is just me being a dick, but the the audio was really bad on that interview. I don't know if you noticed it or not. I thought it was fine. I think you're just a little princess. I might be. It was really echoey. I found it really Mm. echoey and hard to listen to. Well, on to complaints. Nah, not complaints. Okay, I have have a couple (laughs) issues. Now, because I finally got into the, the trade league and starting to actually level up, one thing I've been trying to do for like, oh God, since I think it was since the new the the new uh, missions came out for the um, for the masters is trying to get them all leveled up. I already had a bunch of them already at max tier seven when they did it because they did it based on previous something. I'm not sure what it was based on how much you had cured XP or something in the past leagues, and so a, a bunch of my masters were already at level seven, but Alva and June were new, and so I had to work them up. And June, I want to slap her because her leveling process is so dumb. Now, first off, I did figure it out. I'm going to share the secret for those like two other people who are as dumb as I am and didn't couldn't read because the wording in it. The wording's brutal. That's nobody's fault. Well, I mean, it's their fault. I just want to play. Don't say some weirdo version of I I could I couldn't figure out. I'm like staring at this damn thing going, eh, what's it? Like it uh, undefeated something level three. What? Yeah. Only something like def- beat 
level undefeated level three masters of the syndicate something. or something. But it didn't make sense because how could you how could they be undefeated in level? If I got to kill them, yeah, you have to beat them to level them up. So it just didn't, it didn't make, make any sense. sense. So, but what I did find out, thankfully, to some Reddit post or something, I don't remember where I found it, was it literally just means kill that that number of level three, so three star uh, bosses or whatever. So you level them up to level three, you kill them, and that counts as one. Now, what I also don't understand is you kill a bunch of them at level three. And at some random given point, I know it's not random. I just don't know what it is. June's like, oh, just just joking. Now I want you to kill them at level two. Like, why did you just make me go backwards? Why would you not go yeah. from tier, like from one star all the way up to three stars? You went from three stars down to one star. And you have, it's kind of a, it's kind of, June's just a weird, June Jun, whatever you want to call her. It's kind of a weird. Oh, that setup. was in the storytelling thing. I think I accidentally skipped it. He re- he referred to her as Jun, yeah. not June. Yeah, well, I'm going to call it's her Jun. Until she no, fixes how her ma- her leveling works, I will call her June. And June, uh, she, it's kind of, a, I actually really think, unfortunately, Syndicate to me is still really not well run because I want to play it. I want to go fight Katarina. I want to get all the stuff. I absolutely Spoiler. hate. Spoiler! Yeah. I absolutely hate that it resets your guys when you go and kill her i don't like it's just weird to me so anyway that's how you do june you have to level her and then <laughs> alva now alva's just says do x amount of undiscovered rooms in the temple run x amount of undiscovered rooms in the temple it used to be yeah, different yeah. it used to be you had to kill like the tier three versions of the boss or uh, of the right. the whatever in the temple but now it's just explore x amount of uh rooms i'm hoping because if i had to make a spreadsheet i'm gonna be pissed i'm hoping it literally <laughs> just means open any temple go run through those rooms and the numbers are gonna go down so far it seems like that i'm really scared i'm gonna get down to like two and it's and i'm gonna have to try and figure out like what rooms and at what tier have i already done oh. do you know what i mean like if it do i have to yeah. do do i have to do a level one two and three explosive room because I will punch my monitor if that's what it is. Can you imagine? If you have to do a one and a two and a three. Right. And there's no, yeah. there's no where I can look to find out yeah. which, oh, I'm going to lose my mind. So thankfully <laughs> the number's been coming down. I've been trying so hard to get her to seven. And the thing that pisses me off is it means nothing. I just want it so I can buy it's just for decorations, stupid decorations. Yeah. And I don't even design my bases I just go and download them just so it looks cool. I'm not, I don't have time to, you like, I care see. so much. Right? It drives, I don't know why it bugs me so much, but I don't have time. I would love to. I'm just not creatively minded. Not to mention, when there's a million items that I can purchase, and then of those million items, there's a billion versions of them. I am mm-hmm. amazed with what people can build for their hideouts. And I'm so thankful they let me steal it because yeah. I don't know how they figure out how to make these bases as cool as they do so anyway that june and june and whatever the alva need to be fixed but i did find something cool in this process what? of anger um and i don't remember if it was like this during uh the june uh expansion but when Betrayal. you come on now come on. yeah i i'm t- june is all i will be saying about her and her expansion <laughs> it's not it's even june out. yeah anyway for junie uh when you run the 
safe house. So when you're running to the, you know, the hideout or whatever, the syndicate hideout. Yeah, the hideouts. Yeah. Yeah. That area is 100% XP, which is pretty cool. I, I've Extra always, XP? yeah, I've always just rushed through those. I've always just like loaded in, tried to get straight to the thing, kill it so I can move on, get the loot and go. But that, those sections are actually 100% XP. If you hit tab on your, you know, to see your map or whatever, you'll actually see that it's got 100% that's XP. That's really cool. It is cool because that's, I can't think of too many other places, especially places where you're killing a lot of mobs besides that one Xana, like super yeah. rare mission where there's a very high amount of uh, increased XP. So yeah, if you're doing June, run those, actually kill the, the mobs, so. Huh, yeah. I always skipped it too. I find those places quite annoying because they're just loaded with resers. I don't know, those guys that keep resing dead enemies and then they also have all those ballistas on the walls that just shoot randomly. I've always found it just annoying, so I have to take my time now. It's a lot of XP. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I have a I have a solution for you though for your Jun and Alva hate. Who is Jun? Who is this Jun you speak of? <laughs> uh, I don't remember her last name, but uh, just ignore them. Just I can't. When you when you're doing when you're doing the betrayal stuff, just kill who you want to kill. I just level them up, right? I always want them level three. You'll get there. No, I won't get there, Tyler. I've gone through like four friggin' leagues since this June woman came out. And please, if you're gonna call her June, call me T Lore. She's five. She's still level five. I've killed. Well, that's because you're not very good. That's because you keep failing. Regardless, I've killed a lot of June's friends or enemies or whatever you want to call them, and it just it's so weird. It's just, I don't like it. I just, it just drives me crazy. So, and then we talked about Alva as well. And I know how to level her. This is one thing you and I have talked about before. It's something I still don't understand. And I feel like it's just, I feel like it's just grinding gears way of going, huh? Like kind of pointing and laughing. I don't understand with Alva. Why, why her sections to build the temple are timed when there's no timed part to the temple itself and i'll just preface this with so saying you're, you're talking when you're in the map and you find alva yes and i'm when building the temple three encounters right yeah. which is essentially building the temple that you're going to go and run they're they're timed and i will actually say and maybe this is something that's come up in their conversations or will come up in their conversations they had such a big focus on the fact that the game is going to start to slowly move towards not this big focus around speed not always being forced to be in the fastest at what you're doing that temple, if you're not playing a build that kills things very, very quickly and moves very, very quickly, it can be very difficult to, it's, it's not hard to upgrade the room. That's not hard. But what becomes very difficult if you can't kill and move very quickly is to actually open the rooms. Yeah. And I don't get what the purpose is of making that part timed. Meanwhile, the temple, I can take four days if I want to. I just don't get, I'm, I don't, maybe there's some reason to it, but I, I don't get it. Well, I don't know. What do you think? I feel like you wouldn't like the speed part of Alva. I don't like anything timed. I don't care what game it is. I, for me, if you're doing a character building game, if it's about theory crafting, time-based doesn't make any sense to me. Like if I want to play slow and if you're trying to encourage people to try and, you know, every skill is valid you know, I, I mean, not every setup's going to work, but to have something timed to me just doesn't make sense. It doesn't ever in Path of Exile, especially because there's so too many random situations. Like, for example, I don't I shouldn't need really fast movement speed 
to be efficient. I need fast movement speed to be fast, but that doesn't mean that I can't clear the entire atlas, right? And But I do need that. And that is a very important part. There's some pretty good crafting recipes that can only come from Alva. Right, and if you don't, if you can't, not only if you can't kill, uh, I mean, the only reason you have to kill and move fast is because of the way it's set up. If you didn't have to be timed, you could move slow and kill slow and still be allowed to play the temple. And I I found the biggest struggle for me, I can do it now on this build, but on my spectral throw in SSF, I skipped Alva through even into maps because I just could not kill things fast enough and kill the boss and pick up the stones and actually open the passages. I just couldn't move fast enough. And so it got super frustrating. And I, and then you go and do the temple and there's no, there's no speed focus. There's no benefit to clearing it faster. It's like, they just don't, it doesn't match up. And I think it really doesn't match up now that they've talked about the whole idea of trying to control the game, trying to yeah. take out that whole like meta of speed. Mm-hmm. And, but yet you still have this Alva that's like, Oh, I start in the timer as soon as you click this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> go, 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 go. I completely agree with you on Alva. I love every other match and mission. I, and I honestly, I think Jun's, I don't know if you've heard of her or not. Uh, they're my favorite, absolute favorite. Um, I love, I love Einhardt's. He is just like anything that's adding more enemies, more like mini bosses or bosses to your map is the best. So I absolutely love them. Of course, Jun's is extremely important because almost every crafting recipe that exists in your crafting bench is from her. Um, but I can't, I hate everything to do with Al. I like I like the temple. I don't mind the temple. I just don't like the part of leveling up the temple. I actually don't mind the temple itself. I like the fact that I'm controlling these rooms. I can control what they're going to turn into and in the end it is a crap load of mobs at a tier that is equal to the average of the maps i ran which is huge the the quality of life on it though sucks on console um you have to hit the pause button and then scroll down in a menu to view your temple map and on in that situation that is one is so annoying like every time i'm in a room I'm like, okay, wait, which, what's the best path to take? And every time I've cleared a room, I want to check the Atlas map again, or the Temple map again. And on console, it just sucks. It's still a lot of screen up. Yeah, I mean, the one good thing is they put out a fix for that, and they, they released the game on PC, but... <laughs> That's right. Just recently, I should Yeah, just recently. It, it came out on PC. You can now play it on your personal oh, computer. Man. They awesome. Uh, they, so one of the things, too, with the, this new Atlas and this new Conquerors now is they have um, Kyrick. I hope that's how you pronounce it, Kyrak. Anyway, uh, I'm sure there's some weird way to say that I'm not saying it right. Uh, but now he's like, so you haven't played through to fighting Cirrus yet. So I, I have not beat Cirrus. Right. So I, and I'm not going to say anything because I know there's a lot of people that haven't yet. It's like, that's definitely, I, I don't want to say anything. So all of it's cool because a lot of characters sort of play into the storyline of, of uh, Cirrus or Cyrus or Sirius or Cyrus. But whenever you get, you unlock uh, a citadel to go and fight one of the bosses. Yeah. It's so dumb that you have to talk to Kyrak and then Xana and you actually have to do it in that order. So you have to yeah, talk to, yeah. you have to talk to Kyrick who says, and then he shows you where it is literally on the, yeah, he takes over your freaking screen and actually opens up your Atlas zoomed in into the location, which you then have to hit escape to get out of. And then you have to go and talk to Xana who, tells you that she found a way to it to open the portal and it cracks me up that you could actually just go talk to to Xana 
but she won't she won't open the portal until you go and talk to Kirik and then come back to talk to her. It's kind of a it's weird. Like, no, no, no. See, he's got his hand up. You have to talk to him. First. Not to mention, in everyone's freaking hideout because of the way this stupid master missions work right now, they're all standing beside each other. They're in a freaking circle. Just like <laughs> I guess that does tie into your thing where you want Kirik and Xana to be standing right next to each other. Then, yeah, I mean, well, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't actually have any impact because you can't load a master mission from him. But Xana, obviously, you do. It just cracks mm-hmm. me up that you have to talk to these two NPCs every time. In order to open the portal, I, d- I don't quite understand yeah. the reasoning behind that. So I had a weird thing happen. Now, I already told you this. I'm going to tell you this While again. While we're on the subject. This is a totally different subject. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not. Einhar, he kind of plays into that. I was running, and I wish I could remember what map it was. I want to say it was Bog. It was something like Bog. But Love that map. I was playing it with uh, an Einhar mission. And I was running through. Einhar had just come out. We kill. I was killing maybe the second beast that we had come to, and I was not anywhere near the the boss entrance to the to fight the Roa. Run okay. past, kill this group of mobs, and with the way that Einhar, when he captures beasts, the if they're going to drop anything, it drops. There's a delay to the stuff being dropped, right? And they have so to be electrocuted for five seconds first, right? He ta- I mean, it's better than hitting V every time like we used to have to, but... Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. I remember the nets. The nets. So, uh, but the, the you have to run back if you want to collect anything. Otherwise, you're just standing around waiting for it to, you know, drop the stuff. But we, he killed this one, or I killed the... It got the thing down to low enough. He threw the net on it, and I started to run away. And I don't remember if there was a drop or something that made me come back. But when I came back to where the beast was, there was a crafting recipe where the beast had been killed. And that crafting recipe was just in the middle of a map, which I've never, ever seen ever before. I've never seen a crafting recipe. They're always like right by a boss entrance or by a boss fight when they're in a map. And I know bog. I've never, I've done hundreds of bogs. I've never seen that before. It was almost as if this, I wish I had, taken a picture or written down because I don't remember what craft it unlocked, but it was literally one of those shards that said crafting recipe that I was able to click on popped up Mm. saying, you know, you've learned whatever the craft is. I can't find anywhere online if there's crafting recipes unlocked by Einhar's beasts in that, in that way. I can't imagine that there are, and I hope that there aren't. So you're either seeing things or it was a sweet glitch. Well, so I a hundred percent got a craft from it i just don't know how that crafting recipe ended up there hmm. so and and like i said i'm hoping that's actually maybe just a glitch or something weird because crafting recipes well they do show up on your mini map uh so i guess if you were moving fast you would still see it i've just never heard of a map being dropped from or sorry a recipe being dropped from einhar capturing a beast yeah no that's cool and i wish i had written it down but i didn't so <laughs> losing my mind you didn't do it for science i do things for science you don't do things for you did it on console the podcast yeah and it matters console matters oh so so i've been noticing with when i was playing my scion build and then on console obviously not now in act one but influence items seem to be dropping a lot more i'm quite comfortable vendoring the ones i don't like instead of hoping that they're going to be decent for a recipe with future drops i, I feel like when i'm doing in a map that's influenced by one of the new conquerors uh-huh. that i'm getting at least one or two drops with 
you know, poor quantity, even if it's just a blue map, right? Sure. Uh, I'm getting at least one or two influenced items drops prior to the boss. And it's almost like there's a written guarantee that when you kill one of the conquerors, you're getting at least two influenced items. I don't know that I've always seen two, but I feel like I've always seen it at the very least one. Yeah, well, you get magic crafting recipes, so. Yeah, but that's true. I, I don't know. I, I like. I just really like it. The more influence, especially because they have so many different types of influence now, it's it's really multiplied. Uh, I think it's really cool. It gives a lot more options and opportunity. Have you found a single good influence item yet that you were like, "Oh, I like this one"? Because I don't think I have. I I bought a pair. My gloves are an influenced item, but I didn't find them. Uh yeah, my trigger happy build. That's my gladiator max block gladiator that uses blade storm. Uh, I had a belt drop. Um, I lost about 40 base life. I only have about 75 life on this one, but it really, um, really improved my damage. What was the, what was was the like conquer specific influence specific role that you liked about it though? Was it, or was Uh, it just happened to be good roles? I forget. Give me Mm. a quick second here and I can find out for like the, okay. So the gloves, I think I showed you the gloves that I bought for my guy. Uh, which have the hunter one of the hunter mods rolled on it is so cool like i really like some of the stuff that you can get but the mm-hmm. one i have is attack skills attack and additional target beside the target which is oh my god so it's amazing cool. yeah not this one um the one that i got was enemies have negative eight total physical damage reduction against your hits that's, oh, that's one good. of the new mods that they added for the core game when 3.9 added all the monster resists. So that was really cool, but it came with uh, over 75% total resists. It came with max life. It was on a rustic sash, so I'm getting an implicit of global physical damage. Um, and it had a free suffix, so I was able to add more damage too. So that was pretty, or a free prefix. So yeah, no, it was really good. That's the only one that I've actually been able to use though. But anyway, I thought that was a neat point. I, 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 I mean, maybe it's just in my head, but I feel like there's a lot more influence items. And speaking of filters, I'm glad you brought it up. Who's excited for more filter talk? Um, I just discovered, so for, for you new people that are listening to this, I'm the kind of person, especially because I play standard, but I, I like to pick up all currency. Even if I have 5,000 wisdom scrolls, I'm picking up 5,001, 5,002, and I like having an overstock because you can go to the epilogue and trade, what's her name, Lonnie? Lonnie. And you can go to her purchase screen and you can basically, you could buy fusings for jeweler's orbs. Uh, you can buy a whole bunch of different items for your overstock of whatever you have a lot of. And I don't know why, but I always thought that you could basically just trade all basic currency for a bigger version, right? Except for getting into alks and things like that. But I didn't realize you couldn't trade armor scraps and uh, what are they called? Whetstones? Mm-hmm. You can't trade those with. There's nothing that you can buy with those two items. What do you want them to buy into? Maybe exchange oh, for each well, other. I don't know. I just assumed, like you know, you can trade wisdom scrolls to get portal scrolls, and you can trade portal scrolls. I think it's for transmutations, and then transmutations turn into alterations if you have too much of one. So I just assumed that they turned into something, but uh, I didn't realize that you couldn't buy anything. So I just turned them into scroll fragments, which turn into wisdom scrolls, which turn into portal scrolls. Which, <laughs> but anyway. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Just as a minor spoiler, you were talking about how you can buy from Lonnie at the epilogue. Mm-hmm. The epilogue might change. 
dun, dun, what? Dun. Where? Yeah, once when? You, once you fight Cyrus. Oh. I, now you want to do it, right? Yeah, but now I can't play League with you. Now I have to yeah. play Standard. No, you got a guy. I do it. You got a character. Okay. You have a character in League that you can get up there. Uh, they're Act 1, and I don't like Ballista Totem support. I need people's feedback to tell me what I would like because I don't like it. I would probably like Caustic Arrow, but that's pointless to have on Ballista Totem support. I think you're going to be uh, upset with the answers you receive, if any, to that question because everybody is going, none. Maybe <laughs> it's, it is true, but then I can't have a bow build because I can't aim. What a weird I'll problem fall asleep to have! Or throw up. What a weird problem <laughs> to have. <laughs> well, but then I can't make oh, a build. Goodness for me, post concussion syndrome isn't isn't uncommon anymore. So, with all the changes that we've been talking about, right? We've, I mean, we've been kind of back and forth over the last few episodes about how much we actually really like the new core content. Um. Do you feel like, so they had, I forget which, they they redid, what was it? What, what was the order that they did it in? They redid spells, right? I think that was 3.6, I forget. They did, they redid all spells in one patch, which was an insane task. Then they redid melee, and then they redid minions, and then they redid bows, and then they changed endgame. Um, I just want to specify, their bow redo was kind of a meh. Oh, I agree. Right? It'll probably need... Another, more. like, whenever they do next league, yeah. bows will probably get retouched again. Bows version 2. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 2.0. But it, my point is, like, they're redoing every skill in the game while adding new ones, of course. But then they go and change endgame. I don't know, obviously, and it's not a criticism, but were, was all that revamping for all those skills supposed to be for what endgame used to be? Or is it supposed to be for all the new... Mo- or were they thinking of all the new monster resists and difficulties that they were doing for this, for 3.9? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's Because it seems like some skills, with all the changes that they made, there's there seems to be like kind of like a conflict. I, I guess my question is, can you think of any skills out of the last four balance leagues that kind of got lost in the rebalancing of all the enemies this league? Besides Elemental Hit, I'll be complaining about that until my eyes are dry. I think Elemental Hit's right where it needs to be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what's funny? That is like one skill that you and I have always conflicted on since the beginning of time. I've always liked it. Yeah. I've always thought that it would be neat. And I've always, for some reason, not. I don't know why. Anyway, a skill or mechanic that's gotten lost. I don't know. I mean, I, I... I can't think of a skill. I can't think of any specific skills. I mean, I, I think that there's some league mechanics maybe that have, have, but that's not really, I don't think, what you're looking for because, uh, you know, even then they've kind of tried to implement the stuff that I like anyway for mechanics, so I don't feel like anything's really been lost. I think they've done a good job of getting rid of stuff that was stupid, like V for Nets with Einhar and the Nexus fragments for, or whatever that was for the, you know, with Syndicate. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I kind of like where the game's at right now. Like I can't think of anything that I really wish that they had brought back or that, that they took out that I didn't want them to take out. Like I've, I haven't been, and I, I don't know. I'm curious what their, what their retention numbers are right now, this far into a league. Uh, but personally, as somebody who doesn't tend to last longer than a month into a league, it's been a long time since I've been this 
this invested into a league. I hope you're not burnt out for 310. Well, as long as they keep this up. <laughs> yeah, they're going to change Endgame in 310. Surprise! I well, I, I, I do like the way that the Endgame works right now. And we did the Endgame for a really long time before this switch. So I don't see myself tiring of this Endgame. There's some things I certainly would like to see them change for it. But overall, I think the game's in a, in a really good spot. Are there things that you can think of? No, I was just curious. I was thinking... It was just more the question that was intriguing me, but I couldn't think of anything specific. Granted, I'm very limited with the skills that I can play, but and there's a lot of skills. Like I was mentioning chain hook last time. I don't remember the last time I heard somebody ask if there was a good chain hook build, but whether it's relevant or not, like whether it's a decent skill to use, I, I, I don't know. But I don't know. It just seemed like all those changes happened in the old end game with the old monster defenses and now they changed it just after so i was just curious maybe you know even if it was their intent for it to be relevant for this end game maybe there are certain skills that people were thinking of that just stood out i can't think of any specifically it seems really well balanced i'm the type of player where i love long boss battles i love being stressed when i go in like I remember when I was terrified to do the old guardian battles trying to get to the shaper. I remember just being like, oh my goodness, like, I wish I had 20 portals. You know what I mean? Like with some of my builds, obviously it, you went eventually over time be able to do it with your eyes closed. But I remember the stress and the fear of doing it. And I, I kind of want every boss to be like that, no matter my experience. I just want it to be terrifying. Or one thing I love, and I know that's not this game, but in Dark Souls, there's that balance of you're going to crush some bosses because of your build, but you're definitely going to really struggle with others because of that build you chose. Like there was no happy medium of just cruising through the game unless you mastered the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping PoE2 is like that. I mean, maybe this, this end game now is working towards that. Um, I, of course, haven't gotten through end game yet. But. I, think, I think the changes that they made did a decent job of controlling the power creep that was happening in the game where you were just hitting not even end game and you were already just crushing everything. So yeah. I, I actually think the buff all enemies idea was necessary without releasing something that buffed the skills or the damage at the same time. I think, I think um, bows definitely need some, some love in comparison to what you saw happen with spells and with minions and with uh, melee. But uh, I think the game right now is in a really good spot. I, I agree. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do is push our chat about builds. To our next one, to our next uh, podcast episode, and I think we'll, we'll make pro- it a big one. Though we'll talk long and hard. Yeah, but the, I mean, the next one is episode eleven. That's a big number, right? I oh, mean, I, I, I can't even count that. The, high. the double ones, or that's a that's impressive. But that's special. Yeah. So this uh, this has been episode ten. Again, the whole focus, the whole reason for this episode was three point nine point two point C because it was incredible, <laughs> and Just I freaking so love it. Yep. Yeah. 392C was was the best. So I think that just about wraps episode 10 of Forever Exiled, a Path of Exile podcast. Thanks a lot for joining us today. I am one of your hosts, Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Once again, thank you very much for listening and all of your feedback. Okay. Make sure to check out the show notes below for more information about today's episode and any links that we may have mentioned. You can find us online at www.foreverexiled.com and on the Twitter at foreverexiled82.